With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that. All you need to do is text the word show to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word show, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text show to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. Should you wish to be on the program, I am happy to have you. And also, you should text the word data, just D A T A. Text it to three three seven seven seven. You can pre-order my new book. You shall be as God. You can also get a discounted subscription to my daily email. I want to play you some audio. I want to begin first with David Axelrod. He was the strategist for Barack Obama. The, uh, the 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 Biden campaign blames David Axelrod for Hillary Clinton running in 2016. Uh, allegedly, the Biden well, it's not allegedly. The Biden campaign believes that David Axelrod convinced Obama to pressure Biden to sit it out and let Hillary Clinton be the nominee, and so they blame him for Trump. David Axelrod doesn't really care. David Axelrod kind of understands the way the wind is blowing. Uh, this is David Axelrod's response to Donald Trump winning last night. The president and his campaign need to get into gear, and they need a message. And they need a message that is that takes in not just democracy, but the day-to-day concerns that people have. And they need to prosecute it every single day through every single surrogate. That's what winning campaigns do. So the the people who have to sort of get in gear are not those who have concerns about what might happen in November, but the campaign itself. And there are signs that that's beginning to happen. It has to happen faster because the threat is clear. And if there's one thing that that the uh, Trump that the Biden campaign should be happy about is it's very clear now what the race is. There's no ambiguity. It's going to be Biden versus Trump. Mm-hmm. And so begin to draw those parallels, not just on democracy, but on uh, issues that are important day to day in people's lives. And here's Donna Brazil from ABC's This Week. I know a little bit about the Iowa caucuses. I've actually won them twice on the Democratic side, so I'm very proud of that. I, I have winner clothes because of the Iowa caucuses, but thank God I'm not there this weekend because I would need additional winner clothes. But here's the thing. Um, the word on the street is that Donald Trump learned the lesson from 2016 when he lost the caucuses to Ted Cruz. He learned early on that this was an organizing event, and while he is had lots of rallies. He used those rallies 
to 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 really focus on his base. So if this is an organizing event, he can get his people to the caucus. He can improve turnout. But the thing that I saw in the, the Des Moines Register, NBC, all the polls, is that first-time caucus scores. I mean, that's the ball game. And they are overwhelmingly enthusiastic about supporting. And there's 100,000 more Republicans in Iowa than there was uh, eight years mm -hmm. ago. Well, I'm going to just say this, and, and some of my Democratic friends will not send me an email later. When you abandon a state, whether it's Iowa or Louisiana, then you let the Republicans in. We've abandoned too many states trying to focus on winning the battleground and not looking at the future trends. And so I'm, I'm not surprised that uh, Republicans have taken over uh, several counties in, in the state itself. It's much greater than it was uh, when Barack Obama won the state. But you know what? At the end of the day, it, it is a ground game. And if you have the wherewithal to get your people to those caucuses, it's his, it's his to win. To their combined point, this is a fundamental problem that the Democrats have. I know the Democrats are convinced there's no way they can lose to Donald Trump in 2024. If you will recall in 2016, the Hillary Clinton team did what they could to help Donald Trump become the nominee. They elevated him in attacks and other things, helped Republicans rally to him because they were convinced that he would be the weakest person on the Republican side, and he beat Hillary Clinton. That overconfidence is creeping back in, and part of it is, remember, they sought to deplatform Donald Trump. They got him kicked off Facebook and Twitter. Nobody goes to Truth Social. They won't cover his speeches now on TV. CNN pulled away from him last night in his victory speech. MSNBC refused to air it at all. Only Fox covered it. And his popularity has gone up. Nate Silver, the uh, pundit and, and statistics guy from the left, is pointing out that deplatforming Donald Trump has actually helped him increase in popularity. He's out of sight, out of mind. People don't mind him compared to Joe Biden and the problems with the economy. Meanwhile... They don't have a message. The Democrats do not have a guiding message right now. They tried Bidenomics as a message, and that just blew up in their face. Republicans, independents, even moderate Democrats don't like Bidenomics. They don't have a message. They're trying this threat to democracy message, but it's the Democrats who are taking Donald Trump off the ballot through extra constitutional means. They don't look very supportive of democracy themselves. You have uh, Democrats around the country who in, in areas that are uh, deeply supportive of tradition and sanity, trying to put boys in girls sports and the Biden administration standing with them over local communities that are trying to protect their daughters, doesn't look like they support democracy. Doesn't look like they support parents or women for that matter. And then they're abandoning states. There's new polling out in the state of Georgia. Now, again, everybody says the polling's wrong. The polling was right in Iowa. Donald Trump came within a percentage point of the polling average in Iowa. There's new polling out of Georgia. Donald Trump is beating Joe Biden in Georgia. In 2020, he was behind Biden in the polls. They were tied or Trump was slightly behind. People didn't believe it. How could he lose Georgia? Well, he did. The Trump team says he it was stolen. I don't believe that. 
the polling showed Biden was going to win, and he did by about what the polling showed he would do. Now the polling shows Trump's going to win. Trump can win by winning Georgia. He probably can't win if he loses Georgia. The fact that he's winning Georgia puts a huge burden on the Biden campaign. What's their path to victory? Trump's outperforming Biden in Michigan. Biden's barely beating him in Pennsylvania. The Electoral College is what matters here, not the outrage of leftists in Hollywood. And what is the message for the Biden administration? They've abandoned the people of Louisiana. John Bell Edwards, the governor there, the Democratic governor, is now out. You've got a new Republican governor in Louisiana. Louisiana leans Republican. Louisiana leans conservative. Louisiana is is populist to a degree. Always has been since Huey Long. These are my people. They're, they're socially conservative populists. Trump plays to that. And the Democrats have abandoned the state. The Democrats have abandoned Iowa by and large. Iowa used to be a swing state. Every year there were conversations about Iowa being a swing state. Iowa is not a swing state. It's a Republican state. The Democrats abandoned it. Tell you where the Democrats are making some inroads, Montana. Montana's turning towards Colorado. Charlie's from Montana. We were talking about that this morning, that uh, the Republicans need to pay attention to what's going on in Montana. Uh, Greg Gianforte, popular governor there, great governor, Republican governor, hoping to get him at the gathering this year, and uh, he's aware of the situation. But the rest of the Republican Party needs to pay attention to John Tester. That's going to be a pickup seat for their GOP if they play their hands right. But you got to just understand what's going on, the direction of the country. And the Democrats don't seem to do that. And into the fray comes John F. Kerry. And we are right now, knowing that the latest scientific assessment is, we're at 1.545, we're at 1.48 degrees now. Now that doesn't mean that's a permanent status, but there's very little to show that there's enough transition already taking place that it won't blow us past 1.5 degrees and we're going to have to claw back. That's the downside. And we've got to recognize that reality and we've got to start to address that reality here at this uh, meeting in, in, in the WEF, but in everything that happens now this year. It means no business as usual. It can't just be sitting there saying, okay, we're going to open up the following oil field and we're going to pump away like that. We have to affect the transition. John Kerry, who wants us to let China lead on climate change, is retiring from his role as climate envoy. He's going to the campaign. He, the last losing Democrat, well, uh, Hillary Clinton too, John Kerry lost to George W. Bush, and now he wants to be an advisor on the Biden campaign, rather pompous, but that's going to be more the message, the climate change message. And then you got Al Gore out there as well on the climate change hysteria. Mother Nature has other uh, intentions. Unfortunately, the climate-related extreme weather events, they're underway right now, today, every day, every day. Uh, and we're continuing to add uh, a huge additional amount of heat-trapping pollution to the sky every single day. The good news is that once we get to true net zero and stop adding, the temperatures will stop going up almost immediately with a lag of as little as three years.
Right, right. They're going to make climate a big issue. In fact, there's a headline in Politico today, which is more and more a mouthpiece of the Democratic Party, that the the Trump campaign is uh, largely committed to getting into the White House and abandoning every climate change initiative. They didn't do that the last time. Trump came in and actually went an entire – the political – I found this very funny. Helpfully pointed out, for an entire year on Twitter, he did not blast climate science. He got out of the Paris Accords, but the regulatory efforts under the Trump administration continued to creep towards more regulation for climate change. Not this time. Not this time. So the Democrats are going to go full fear scenario over over – Trump and climate. They're going to have John Kerry and Al Gore on the same talking page. We got to save the planet by stopping Donald Trump. I, I listen. People are going to be more upset because the the regulation of their cars, their water heaters, their their uh, dishwashers, their washers and dryers, their fridges, freezers, and more. We're going to get into that at the bottom of the hour. There's actually a big case going to the Supreme Court. I don't think it's going to work. So they got one more play up their hands. Listen to this. This is Illinois' government uh, governor, Governor Pritzker. Well, the message, again, among all these uh, candidates has been the same and bad for the American people. Uh, that's the point that I'm making. The The fact that they're all extremists is what I think is going to be most beneficial to Democrats who are, frankly, lifting up working families and doing the right thing for them. But I do think that Congressman Kinzinger has got it right in his own life. He separated himself from Donald Trump. He separated himself from the MAGA Republican Party. And that that's not what Nikki Haley's done. That's not what Ron DeSantis have done. Their criticism has been light. In fact, they're afraid of Donald Trump. Now, maybe that will change in New Hampshire. We'll see. It certainly changed for one day in Iowa as they were trying to divide, uh, you know, voters, make sure that voters were showing up for them. But the truth is, all along, I mean, let's face it, they've been kowtowing. Nikki Haley even worked for Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis won his race for uh, governor because he took Donald Trump's support. So this is all one party with one extreme message. You got that? Every Republican's extreme. Every Republican's extreme. That's that's their message. Republicans are a threat to democracy, a threat to the climate, a threat to the planet. They're all extremists. That's their message. They're trying to scare people to vote Democrat. That's going to be their message, and it's not going to work. The Democrats totally underestimate Donald Trump. They did in 2016. They are in 2024 by saying he's an extremist and every Republican's an extremist and they're all a threat to everything. You know what? People are more concerned about the threats to their homes, their threats to their cars, their threats walking down the street, their threats to their kids in school. You know, Jim Cantori, the uh, Weather Channel guy, his car was broken into at his hotel in Memphis last night. Memphis is a crime-ridden hellhole these days. I actually, my, my sister goes to church with a guy, he and his wife, they were on their way, he's a, he's a police officer, they were on their way to the Caribbean and got shot at a stoplight at 3 o'clock in the morning on their way to catch a flight to the airport. They still made their flight, he was shot in the arm, he was able to get it bandaged up and still make it to the, to the airport, didn't want to miss his flight because he took his vacation. But literally got shot just being stopped at a stoplight in Memphis. It's a crime-ridden hellhole. It's another city under the control of the Democrats. It's stuff like that that matters to the voters, not threats to climate and threats to democracy, particularly when the Democrats are viewed as a threat to democracy as well. And the Democrats are so in a bubble they can't understand this message does not translate to the voters they need to win. The voters, as Donna Brazil said, they've largely abandoned. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, you can. You can be a part of the program if you like. I, I got to play you this little clip from Katie Turr on MSNBC in New Hampshire of what's going on there. I've been talking to a lot of voters here and I keep hearing over and over and over again, they wanted to see her prove that she has a chance tonight in Iowa. That was a second place win. There were some that said, if she comes in a close third, okay. But here's the thing, voters in this state, Republican voters tell me they want another option. And they see Nikki Haley as the best shot at another option, but it's not just Republican voters, it's Democratic voters as well who say they don't entirely like Biden and they're looking for someone else as well. Ah, you see that? You see that? It's the thing. There are Democrats and and I suspect being a college town like University of Iowa in Johnson County, Iowa, the same thing happened is you had some Democrats cross over to try to help Nikki Haley and she will have to deal with those accusations moving forward. But it is notable that uh, you are seeing Democrat dissatisfaction with Joe Biden as well. His popularity continues to plummet. Joe Biden is now more unpopular than George W. Bush was at the end of his administration. Joe Biden's popularity is now around 32-33%. And that is the worst popularity for a president running for re-election. Democrats... They got to rethink this. If they really want to win in 24, do they really, are they really convinced that they can't be stopped? Are they really, do they really want to take that risk with Biden? I, I guess they do. Meanwhile, in the U.S. Supreme Court tomorrow, they're going to have a big case that will directly impact the powers that Joe Biden is using to try to expand the regulatory state and crack down on climate change issues. And the conservatives have a compelling argument. I want to talk to you about it and the implications when we come back. Right now, though, I got to tell you, I saw a story. Charlie actually sent it to me. There's a credit union that has decided to stop processing charges from their account holders at gun stores. So if you try to buy a gun and you try to buy it through your bank, the bank this particular bank won't authorize the transaction or it's a credit union, which is bizarre. You got the account you want to be able to use. They've changed the terms and services uh, and and they won't do it anymore. You don't have to worry about that with a bank like Old Glory. Uh, Old Glory Bank is my bank. It's a group of conservatives. They started a bank because they see these trends where your bank or credit card company says, well, we won't authorize purchase if you're buying a gun or uh, you're, you're, you're buying a subscription to the Daily Wire or something like that. They, they're like, nope, we're not going to support conservatives. We're not going to allow your money out of your account to do it. You never have to worry about that with Old Glory Bank. It's one of the reasons the bank was started. If you're a gun store and you need a bank uh, that you can have a bank account with, Old Glory Bank can do that too. OldGloryBank.com. They are my bank. I've got checkings and savings with them. Great interest rate on my savings account, by the way. OldGloryBank.com. Eight minutes or less, you can get an account with them online. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. Now, I don't want to bore you. If I bore you and you leave... The radio stations get mad. I've driven away the audience. But I got to talk to you about a Supreme Court case. I'll try to make it exciting. Tomorrow, the United States Supreme Court is going to hear the Looper Bright case. Finally, they're going to hear the Looper Bright case versus Riamondo. The Looper Bright case is a bizarre, bizarre case. The New York Times is doing a hit job today on on the Cokes. Now, full disclosure, I'm on an advisory board for Americans for Prosperity, which is part of the Coke operation. Doesn't matter, though. I'd be on Looper Bright's side anyway. This This is truly a bizarre situation. So this case arises from a New England fisherman. Get this. The um, the Obama administration and then the Trump administration, what was kind of bizarre to me is that the Trump administration never walked this back. And this gets to something I mentioned earlier. One of the internal criticisms within Trump's orbit is that his administration the first time around was not aggressive in pushing back against the regulatory state as they should have been. And that this time, it's uh, Kenny bar the door, no holes barred. They're going to to upend everything, which is good. That's encouraging. So the Obama administration began something that the Trump administration formalized. And it's just bizarre that the Trump administration formalized this rule. Uh, and, and now it's the, they're being sued. Well, the it's the Biden administration now being sued. It's such an insane thing they did. Now, listen to this. This is how the New York Times covers this. The Supreme Court is set to hear arguments on Wednesday that, on paper, are about a group of commercial fishermen who oppose a government fee that they consider unreasonable. But the lawyers who have helped to propel their case to the nation's highest court have a far more powerful backer, the petrochemicals billionaire Charles Koch. The case is one of the most consequential to come before the justices in years. You would never get it from the way the New York Times tries to explain this case. They call it a fee. There are fishermen out of New Jersey. They fish the Atlantic. And the Obama administration was concerned that they were overfishing. So the Obama administration put inspectors onto the boats. And they couldn't fish without the inspectors on the boats to make sure they weren't overfishing. Congress stopped funding the inspectors. So if Congress stops funding the inspectors, you would think that the Commerce Department that was in charge of the program would say, ah, 
if Congress isn't funding the inspectors anymore, they must not like the inspectors on the boats. So we should stop putting the inspectors on the boats. They never found anything wrong anyway. Instead, the Commerce Department decided that since Congress wasn't going to fund the inspectors, well, they would make the fishermen do it. So the fishermen's, this fee that the New York Times says, this fee, monitoring fee, this fee is actually they have to pay the wages of the inspectors who are on the boats with them. They're actually having to pay more than the fishermen make. The take-home pay of the inspectors is more than the take-home pay of the fishermen, and the fishermen have to pay them out of their pocket. Listen, this is the second paragraph of the New York Times. I just explained to you what the fee is. Listen to how the New York Times reports this. The case is one of the most consequential to come before the justices in years. A victory for the fishermen would do far more than push aside the monitoring fee, part of a system meant to prevent overfishing, than they objected to. It would very likely sharply limit the power of many federal agencies to regulate not only fisheries and the environment, but also healthcare, finance, telecommunications, and other activities, legal experts say. It may all sound very innocuous, as Jody Freeman, founder and director of the Harvard Law School Environmental and Energy Law Program and a former Obama White House official, but it's connected to a much larger agenda that is essentially to disable and dismantle regulator, federal regulation. Oh, it all sounds very innocuous. The New York Times calling it a monitoring fee is what sounds innocuous. It's actually not that. And what's so amazing is that they don't actually want to explain in this article what the actual case is really about. You have to dive into it. And even then, they do a terrible job of trying to explain what's going on with these actual fishermen and why they're so upset about the fee. They're having to pay monitors out of their own pocket to be on their boats because Congress decided not to fund the monitors. And instead of canceling the monitors, the Commerce Department decided, you know what, fishermen, you're going to pay them their salaries. This is crazy. This is bad. And the Supreme Court should side with Luper Bright. Now, here's why the government is concerned. Years ago, in the 1980s, there was a case called the Chevron case. And the Chevron case settled on a rule from 1984 that says when Congress passes an ambiguous law, the courts have, are bound by the interpretation of administrative agencies. So Congress, if it passes a law that allows the regulatory agency to do something, such as monitoring fishing, the agency can interpret that as, well, we're going to make the fishermen pay for the monitoring and we're going to put monitors on the boats, essentially creating a tax. And under Chevron, courts are bound by that interpretation. But uh, John Roberts, the chief justice, Brett Kavanaugh, the Associate Justice, and Neil Gorsuch have long, long criticized Chevron. 
Even Antonin Scalia, when he was there, he would back Chevron because of stare decisis that the court shouldn't just continually reverse itself. But he was willing to whittle away with it. There appears to be a majority coalition that's willing to get rid of or revise the Chevron doctrine because what it's done is it's allowed these agencies to paint with an overbroad brush and do a power grab. This is how, again, how the New York Times defends all of this. Listen to this. Congress is not equipped to manage the day-to-day administration of the legislation it passes, the reasoning goes, so it should rely on federal agencies to carry out laws and policies. Weakening or eliminating the doctrine of Chevron deference could limit the power of federal agencies to interpret the laws they administer. The defense of this, what John Roberts himself, the Chief Justice of the United States, has said is the solution to this is for Congress to write clear laws. But they don't want to. Congress wants to be able to write weak laws and broad laws that allow the administrative agency to have more power. Even Republicans in Congress don't want Looper Bright to win this case because they would have to write clear laws. And right now, both sides, the left and the right in Congress, can say, oh, well, this isn't us. This is the bureaucracy. Pass the buck to the bureaucracy and blame the bureaucracy. And what's happening is the cascading effect. So the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, that's out of New Orleans. It's probably the most conservative circuit now. It has put a halt on the Energy Department's regulation of dishwashers. The Fifth Circuit determined that uh, the rule the Biden administration is putting in place didn't adequately consider appliance performance or other alternatives to his actions. So get this, you know how, like we've got a new dishwasher in our house. It's a nice, quiet Bosch dishwasher. It's highly reviewed. It takes over two hours to wash the dishes. The dishwasher that it replaced could wash the dishes in about an hour, double the time. But oh, it's efficient. It uses very little water, allegedly. Do you know what the studies show? The studies repeatedly show, and this is in the court record from this case in the Fifth Circuit, that people will hand wash their dishes, and that uses more water and energy than the dishwashers that were the inefficient dishwashers. When you combine it, like I know now, to use our dishwashers, they don't work as well as the old dishwasher. It works great. It's top of the line. It's an expensive dishwasher. Works better than your run-of-the-mill dishwasher these days, but it's still not great. It takes twice as long to do it, and it's still, you gotta, you got you to gotta wash the dishes before you wash the dishes. Congress didn't give the Department of Energy the power to do this without considering alternatives. And yet the Department of Energy under the Obama administration did a big power grab. Now what the Trump administration did is they came in and they said, you know, we gotta let people have a choice. The Biden administration repealed a Trump era action that created exemptions to efficiency rules for appliances that run on shorter cycles. So the court hadn't tossed out the rule but what it said is is you can't get rid of these cycles and you can't dispute the fact that actually there's more waste that comes from these super long dishwashers. Now, this is a larger issue because it's also going to, you know, they're coming for your water heaters next. You know, so we've got a Renai water heater in our house. That's one of those forever hot water heaters. It uses, it uses propane. Uh, it only comes on when the water's flowing. It's highly efficient. I will tell you, our 
We put in the Renai last year, and our power bill dropped a couple hundred bucks. We had uh, two water heaters under our house, so they're under the crawl space. And there was one. There were two smaller ones because they're the crawl space of one big one. And my kid has very long hair. She'd take a shower, and we'd have to wait for the water heater to fill back up. With the Renai, we have hot water in every sink and faucet in the house. Now, the water pressure is reduced. If everybody's in the shower together, uh, in the shower together, <laughs> if everybody's in their own showers at the same time, uh, we don't have great water pressure. That's not the water heater's fault. That's just everybody using the capacity of the water pressure. But they all have hot water, every single one of us. We never run out of hot water anymore because of this, this uh, propane water heater that we have. It only comes on when the water is flowing. It only takes a few seconds to heat it up. It's great. But Congress has given regulatory authority so the Department of Energy claims to be able to regulate these things, and the Department of Energy wants to ban these forever hot water heaters. The Energy Department is proposing rules that will essentially ban your current water heater. If you have a tank or a tankless water heater, the Energy Department is proposing rules that will ban them. You know how they want you to have to do your water heater now? route them through the coils of your air conditioning system. So HVAC units have started discovering they can do water heaters. And because your the, the power comes through your HVAC system and not separate, they claim they're more efficient. And the Department of Energy wants to force everyone to do these. They're way more expensive. They're coming for your refrigerator and your freezer now. The Department of Energy has decided that they're too inefficient and they're going to drive up the cost. And they're going to put you in appliances that actually break more often and have to be replaced more often. That's one of the things you hear all the time is your old dishwasher lasted 20, 30, 40 years. The new ones don't last as long. That's not actually the manufacturers necessarily. It has a lot to do with the government regulations. They have to put in parts that break more easily and don't last as long. And so it drives up your cost. So now you're having to buy a new dishwasher every 10 years and every 20 years. That's the government regulation at stake. And it's these agencies doing these massive power grabs claiming that, well, Congress wrote a vague law, therefore we get to do this. That's what this case is about in the Supreme Court tomorrow. The Looper-Bright case. It's a case that will suggest that these agencies cannot derive power from vague laws. That if Congress writes a vague law, the courts get to interpret it, not the individual agencies that want to do power grabs. And that, my friends, is a good thing. The New York Times can fearmonger all they want about the Cokes being involved, but the fact of the matter is these fishermen are going to be put out of business because of the burden of these regulations, and you are going to get a crummy appliance because of the massive power grab done by these agencies unless the Supreme Court sides with Looper Bright. It's a big case that will affect all of our futures and the expenses of our appliances. Now, speaking of appliances, a computer is an appliance, but it's also a lifesaver. It keeps you in business. It keeps you online. You don't want downtime. You don't want the headache of having to deal with flaky computers. That's why you need Vision Computer for your home or your office. Vision can build you a computer. It's going to be reliable. It's going to be upgradable. You're not going to have to get the one-size-fits-all big-box store garbage. You get one from Vision built just for you and your needs expandable for as your needs change. And then, most impressively, they become your in-house IT department. Think of, If you're a small business right now, think about the IT guy that you're thinking of hiring and the salary is going to demand. 
But if you buy your computers for Vision, they become that guy, and all of your employees get the phone number to call. If they have a question of how to do something on their computer, you can get the search faster than Google from Vision. All you do is you call them at 404-COMPUTE, tell them I sent you, you get an even better deal. Now, think about your home. Do you really want to be your kid's IT guy or your spouse's IT guy? Vision can take care of it for you. Let them build your computer, laptop or desktop, PC. They can build it for you. They can service it. They can be your in-house IT solution. You get a phone number to call. They give you answers when you don't know how to do something or something you think is not working. Even printer and email support. Visioncomputers.com is the website, visioncomputers.com. But if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, tell them I sent you, you get an even better deal. Visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I think I can take a very quick phone call. Alan, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Alan? Hello. Hi there. Welcome. Yes. yes. This is Alan from Greer. We spoke once before. Uh, another little issue about Chevron deference and a stronger argument, I think, is that it's separation of powers. Chevron gave legislative powers to the executive branch. Yes. Think about it. Yeah, it's true. That is one of the huge criticisms by allowing them to essentially write their own revision of the law. Exactly. I'm a gun dealer, so it affects me directly through the ATF. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I bet so. Yeah, I mean, this, this is such a huge issue um, for, I mean, in your industry. Hey, Alan, real quick, I've, I've got about a minute here, but have you run into bank problems as, as a gun dealer? Not yet, and I've been listening to what you've been talking about the, the, the bank, um, so I'm going to look into it. Uh, on a side note, though, also about the appliances, uh-huh. does everybody have a toilet that flushes really well? That years ago, they cut the water back? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're harder and harder <laughs> to fix the insides of, too. Yes, the stupid regulatory agencies. All right, I got to let you go there, but thanks for going in. You're right, though. Yes, it, 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 it cedes massive powers from the legislature to the executive. And this is one of the big complaints over time with the Chevron uh, doctrine is that it essentially allows executive branch agencies to become mini legislatures, which they're not supposed to do. We have a separation of powers doctrine in this country, but they don't care about it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.